Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, a show created for women who want to elevate their health, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Tori Nishino, corporate girl turned full-time online health and lifestyle entrepreneur. Join me every week for a high vibe conversation that will inspire you to live your best, healthiest, and most high vibe life. Are you ready? Let's go. What is up, my beautiful souls? Tori here, just giving you the little intro before we get into the interview. So today's podcast episode, I actually interviewed, I'm going to butcher her name, but I'm going to try and say it. It's Violetta Tushnio. I don't even think she knows how to pronounce her last name. Not to say that she doesn't know how to pronounce her last name, but she was like, yeah, like there's a lot of different pronunciations for it. So she was very laxed, maybe because it's really hard to pronounce and she was just going easy on me. And she was like, you know, you're never going to get it. It's fine. (laughs) But um, in this episode, we talk a lot about veganism. We talk about traveling. We talk about sustainability. We talk about following your dreams, personal development, like all of the things that I love and that I'm passionate about. So Violetta, she actually is from, well, she was born in Ukraine and then lived in Germany and then moved to Bali. And she, she started traveling. She was working that, you know, traditional kind of corporate life. And she was like, you know what? This isn't for me. And she wanted to travel. She wanted to be in warm weather. She wanted to be by the beach. And she made the decision to go for it. And she made it happen. And she started following her dreams and following her passions. So this is for you people that feel like you're kind of stuck in your situation. You don't know necessarily what to do. You want to travel more and you want to start exploring the world, but you're scared, right? Because we all have those fears. So uh, Violetta really shares her story and how she made it happen, what she did to make it happen, all of that stuff. And we also touch on, you know, traveling as a vegan, living in, being in different countries as a vegan, how to make it happen, um, you know, how to kind of like show up. Because if you're someone that is transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle, it's not always easy, right? Especially depending on where you live. So we talk about that and how to make it happen while you're traveling, you know, and I share my story about being in Paris and stuff like that. So you guys are going to absolutely love this episode. I could have talked to Violetta forever. Like the literally the time went by so fast, so, so fast. So you're going to love this episode. And if you guys really, really enjoy it, take a screenshot, share it, tag Violetta, tag me. Let us know what you love most about this podcast episode. And until next time, bye guys. Welcome everyone to the High Vibe Podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. I should ask you, is it Violetta? Violetta? Violetta. Violetta. That was such a dumb thing of me. That was like the first question that I should have asked you. Violetta. uh, Toshnio? That's hard. I don't know how to say it either, to be honest. You can choose. You don't know how to say it? Okay. So, Violetta, um, I will link everything, like all of her social media handles in the show notes. You guys are going to want to go follow her after, I'm sure after this episode, after you, you fall in love with her as much as I do. She adds so much value in the space of veganism, health, sustainability, travel, like just that whole lifestyle. And it's very inspiring. All of her content, she's constantly adding value. You can tell she puts a lot of effort into adding free value for everyone that's following her. And I really, really appreciate that. So 
I will link all of your social media, (laughs) social media handles below. And I would love to hear your story. Um, just growing up, how you got to where you are right now. I know you're living in Bali, which is a lot of people's dreams right now. And you know, you're (laughs) like, you're creating content, beautiful content, adding value, and you're living a healthy, active lifestyle. So I would love to hear your, just your story, your journey, how you got to where you are right now and really where you maybe see your future going. All right. So it all started off. I was living in Germany, having a really normal job. And I was like, that's probably everyone else just pretty unhappy with where I was. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, is this actually the life that I do want to be living? Mm -hmm. And I realized that each time I had vacations or like any free time, I did not spend the time in Germany. Mm -hmm. I always went somewhere else. I was like, I'm just trying to escape, but this is actually not the life that I do want to live for like the rest of my life. So Mm -hmm. I quit my job and then I just left for the warm ticket to Thailand. And initially mm-hmm. I did want to come back to study, but I never did that. I just realized after like probably three weeks of traveling that I don't want to be back in Germany, probably not anytime soon. And, yeah, <laughs> and all happened. your families, all your families in Germany. Right. And so you bought it. Okay. We're, yeah. we're going to stop there and dissect that for a second. Um, <laughs> so when you bought your ticket to Thailand, did you like save money or was this like super spontaneous and you're like, I'm going to figure it out? Or did you like save some money so, to be able to make that happen? Yeah. So the trip itself was super spontaneous. Um, mm-hmm. But I always, like, ever since I started working, I was saving money because I did not need the money in Germany. It's like, I don't know, I was just living life like everyone else, just like not thinking about it too much. Mm-hmm. And I was always saving money because I knew that there's like someone, something else that I want to do with the money, either like going on travel or whatever it's going to be. But there's like, I wanted to use my money more consciously, if that makes sense. So no, I instead of just buying had, stuff. Like, some backup. Yeah. 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 Instead of just like buying stuff. Exactly. Okay. So then you bought your ticket yeah. to Thailand and you're there and you're Thailand. Thailand's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so what, <laughs> so that was that your first time like in Thailand or did you, have you been there before? No, so it was my first time being, um, out of Europe and oh, wow. also okay. by myself. And you just went by yourself. Plan, so yeah. Yeah. And you I have had, like, been traveling a lot by yourself too, huh? Right. As a, yeah, I traveled basically the whole time. I traveled by myself. I never did that before, and I always was so scared, and I saw that I would never like it. Mm. But then I was like, I'm just gonna try it. In worst case, if I don't like it, I can return after a week. Like it doesn't yeah. matter as, as long as I try and just go and do it. Yeah. Okay. I but it was that. like the perfect decision. It was the best decision I've ever made, probably. <laughs> okay. So then you you're at Thailand, and you were planning on coming back to Germany, and then you just didn't. so so how did so I know people are like getting their they're just like okay so what how how did you start making money to be able to fund that did you have enough to live off because Thailand is cheap and and like in that aspect Southeast Asia is fairly cheap it's fairly cheap like you can you can your your money can go a long way there um so did you really have enough saved up where you're like I can just kind of like figure it out and coast for a little bit or were you thinking about doing work on the online space or just getting gigs here and there like how did you fund it financially yeah so when I first started traveling I had I had enough money saved up, so I did not work at all. Um, I was mm-hmm. like just focusing on traveling and like working on myself, working on my personal growth and like just letting everything flow. Mm-hmm. And I just started working online probably ever since I returned back to Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like traveled 11 months without any work. Because yeah. you had enough to just yeah, be exactly. able to budget and yeah. make it go a long way. And that's one thing for a lot of people that I want to 
if you're if you're conscious with where you're you're spending your money and you're not buying a bunch yeah. of crap um like exactly. and and you're living in an area like Thailand Southeast Asia is very very affordable like if you feel like you want a really long vacation your dollar will go yeah. a long way there and oh can, yeah definitely and so were you staying in hostels or were you staying in hotels like what where were you staying and especially I think as a, this is going to be predominantly female pot, like listeners. There's going to be a lot of women. Yeah. Um, a lot of them might have like that wanderlust, that travel bug, but they're scared to travel alone, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of want to ask your, your biggest tips. And if you had any experiences as a single woman making it difficult or scary um, during mm-hmm. your, your time traveling alone. So I used to be that woman as well. I had the same thoughts. I was like, I cannot go out there, especially as a woman. And also because my whole family and friends, they were like, you can't do this. You're a girl. You're like too young. You, yeah, you my mom would any- die. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's what happened to you. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make it happen. I'm just going to do it and try. And so, yeah, because I was traveling alone, I was staying in hostels and I was traveling on a really low budget because I didn't know how much, how long my money could last. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to do it as cheap as possible. Mm -hmm. And I could have traveled for so much longer because literally I like barely spent any money there. It was insane. Uh Um, And I also had like the big, big fear that I'm going to end up being alone during my travels. But honestly, like as long as you're open-minded and if you stay in hostels, you don't stay alone at all. There are like so many other people, they're just like you, they have like the same path or like the same journey they're going through. So you'll mm-hmm. connect and meet so, so many like-minded people during your travels. So you met a lot of people just in the hostel and just being open, I think, right? Yeah, and exactly. like you make yeah. so many friends. I, I know, like if you're just open, you're going to make so many friends while, while traveling, especially. Um, exactly. Because yeah, there's a lot of people that are doing the same thing as you that are there alone, yeah, yeah, that are still yeah figuring out um okay I've and finally learned- enough almost everyone goes to Southeast Asia because it's literally so cheap <laughs> it's so cheap I remember when I was in Thailand that was my first place I ever traveled and I just felt like I was like I'm rich like, yeah, I, like I just literally felt so rich like it was like my first vacation I was like oh my gosh like I can literally buy like anything I want it's so especially coming from like LA you know, where it's super expensive here. Yeah. When yeah. I went to Thailand and, and just Southeast Asia, I would love to go back. It's such a beautiful, beautiful place. It is. Yeah, um, it's so stunning. Okay. So you got the travel bug, right? And you're yeah. like, okay, <laughs> this is now going to be my life for like, this is like the life I want to live. So you spent 11 months just traveling around Southeast Asia. Yeah. Is that correct? And then, and then you, yeah. backpacking and stuff like that. And just like living the digital nomad type of life, creating beautiful content, living that life that everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, how is she doing it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so then you go back to Germany after 11 months. Is that yeah. what happened? Exactly. So eventually yeah. were, it was that because you needed some like more money or you needed to like reset? Um, I know basically I still had money left, but then I was like, I don't want to travel anymore. So when I was always traveling, I was like, okay, that's actually so nice. It's so cool. You get to see so many things. You do like different stuff every day. But at some point I was like, I just really want a routine back. I just really mm-hmm. want to like settle down. I could not see myself moving around any longer, packing my stuff over and over. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I have to settle. I also wanted to see my friends and family again, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I returned to Germany. And finally enough, I stayed only two days at my parents' home. I was like, okay, I can't do this. And I left again. <laughs> what? So you- I know. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, so you stayed there for two days. Two day- and then you're like, no, no. I thought I wanted this, but not really. <laughs> 
oh my gosh I came back and I was like mom dad I'm back it's so nice to be here blah blah I slept one night I'm like uh, I'm not so sure if I want to stay they're like what do you mean you just came back after like almost a year traveling I'm like yeah I know like the city where you're living you're like being like surrounded like this old space made me feel so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and like I, I went into my old room and I saw this whole all the crap that I had like all the material things I was like this is this is this can't be true like how in the hell am I having so much why am I owning all those things because I I was used to travel with like just a small backpack yeah I had carry on for like 11 months and that was more than enough for me and coming back to like all those things I was like no (laughs) this is not gonna happen either so I started selling everything I just started getting rid of all those things because I was like I just don't need that you were there for two days and then you were like, okay, I'm not, did you leave just that home in Germany? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So you just yeah, like found so another like, place to stay. Yeah. I, I stayed in Germany for a few weeks, um, mm-hmm. but I went to Berlin to like some friends place because I knew that they're like really like-minded and there was like a nice vegan open-minded community there, mm-hmm. but I couldn't stay like in my really old space with my old friends and stuff. There was too much. You needed like a little <laughs> bit of a new environment. And yeah, it, yeah, I think exactly. environment's so important. And a lot so of, and a, yeah, yeah. And if you're, I think for the listeners, like if you're upset with your situation and your environment, either there's three things that you can do in a situation. You can either accept it and, and mm. live with it and accept it. Um, you can change it, right? Mm. Um, and or I mean, and then the crazy thing is like you loathe it, right? And you're there, and you're not yeah. accepting it, and, you, and like that's like the worst. That's what a lot of people do is they complain about their situation, right? And, they, and and you were like, this is not working for me, and I'm not going to be here. And you made that decision to, and you were self aware enough to know I need to, I need a new environment, I need a new setting. Um, yeah. And Berlin yeah. is like the vegan capital of the world. Um, from what I hear, oh, it's like is the it? most, yeah, like at least from here, that's what they say in LA. Um, they say they call it like the like the most trendiest, like up and coming, like ve- like just vegan friendly city in the world. It is um, really vegan friendly, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that's what they that like at least that's what they say here on the West Coast and <laughs> in LA. Um, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I, hear that too often. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So I am curious, very curious about just let's just talk about your vegan journey and, and dissect yeah. that. And what, like, how long ago did you make the switch? What caused you to make this? Like what inspired <laughs> you, like, you know, um, to make the switch and like, was it gradual? Was it an overnight decision? Um, I would love to hear just your journey with that. All right. So let's start. <laughs> um, to be honest, before I went vegan, I was the exact opposite of it. So I was like having a really animal based lifestyle and diet so like mm-hmm. all my meals were like surrounded with dairy or meat or like both at one place same, it was same, insane yeah. I was like super unhealthy too I was like not eating any vegetables I didn't like vegetables I thought mm-hmm. I didn't really eat like fruits I had no idea about nutrients or vitamins and like now I'm thinking like how does my body deal with survive like, I, I know I'm like you had nothing in your system it's a, like, is are the body is so amazing how it adjusts like when I look back at my diet and what I used to eat I'm yeah. like, I don't know how I didn't die, how yeah, I just, my I heart didn't stop. Like, it's amazing how your body will just adjust, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I definitely did, didn't feel as good as I do now, but mm-hmm. I was still able to breathe. You were still functioning, stuff, a functioning human. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're prim, uh, primarily an animal-based diet, which is a lot of people. Um, I know for me personally, I was like processed food, animal-based diet for sure before I, before I made the switch. So I'm curious, what was the, what was the experience of the change that caused it? 
Uh, so basically, I met a friend of mine and he was vegan and he told me about like some random facts. I was like, that's so not true. Like you're just telling me <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't know where you got this from, but like this can't be true. And I went to my parents and I was like telling this my mom. She was like, oh my God, this person has no idea. You need meat and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know why, but something like made me curious about it. And I just went online. And I was like starting doing my own research on Google. And I was like finding out some studies and finding out some things. And I stumbled across some documentaries and I started watching them just because you know i was curious i just wanted to be sure yeah and and you also <laughs> exactly. like were looking for things to prove them wrong too you're like okay yeah, yeah, maybe exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh but so yeah, what, was, what documentaries did you watch um i watched um what the health and okay. conspiracy okay yeah. conspiracy was the actually, one Cowspiracy yeah. was the one that made me switch like literally yeah. overnight. I was like, well, oh, yeah. Same. I remember I had a, uh, I, I had a leftover half a bowl of a chicken teriyaki bowl leftover. <laughs> and after I watched that documentary, I was going to have it for lunch the next day. And I just was like, <laughs> oh, no. well, now like I got to throw this out and I have no idea what I'm going to eat tomorrow. Like I just like, <laughs> I like made the decision. I was just like, I don't know. I just know that I don't want to be a part of this, especially yeah. like the environment was something that I was passionate about. And I had no idea how yeah. animals and the environment were linked together at all. I know. I know, I mean, me too. Yeah, I was exactly the same. And I was like so mind blown. I was like, how come that people just don't know this? Like, how can we live without knowing this? Exactly. I was like wanting to go out and be like, hey guys, you have to watch this. You have to Like, how is this, this not common knowledge? <laughs> that was like, know, that was exactly. like my thing. I was like, how did I not know this? Like my entire life, like at yeah. all. And it's because these big businesses have a lot of money oh, invested and yeah. keeping either people misinformed or confused. You know, yeah, and exactly. I, and like, you need protein, you need animal protein. And that is yeah. the biggest <laughs> BS like myth ever. And that's the I question. <laughs> I'm sure you would get that question a lot, right? Like when you tell people you're vegan, like, where do you get your protein? Right. Oh yeah. That sure. all the time. Yeah. Not all, only that, a lot of like stupid questions. Yeah. Stupid questions. But yeah, <laughs> but that one, like, where do you get your protein? I'm like, where all of the animals that you eat get their protein? Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, that's like my question. Okay. So you watch these documentaries. And was it like an overnight switch that made it happen or was it gradual? Did you go to like, just start eating more plants or just educate yourself more? I'm curious about your journey on, on how yeah. you got to where you are now. Cause you, you're eating primarily, like you really advocate a whole foods, plant-based oh, yeah, like for, real, sure. for, yes. for health. Yes. And I know yeah. a lot of people switch, maybe not for health, you know, and, and, or yeah. you have this transition period. So I'd love to know kind of like your journey how you got from eating animals and hardly any vegetables to where you are now to like exactly the opposite of what exactly I am. exactly the opposite <laughs> so I did it overnight yeah I definitely did I woke up and I was like okay I'm not gonna have like any I don't know animal foods and I did not I'll tell this my family or anyone else because I was like I don't know if they're gonna accept me as a human being anymore yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was like I was my mom I don't want this broccoli I don't want this vegetable blah blah, blah just give me the meat and I was like okay don't give me any maybe give me broccoli you know yeah so I was like just not telling this my parents they were like at some point you're eating really differently I'm like yeah well actually I'm vegan now you know and they were like what <laughs> <laughs> my family freaked completely out because they're like so we're from Ukraine and this is like a country where people are like still really, really 
let's say vegan unfriendly okay okay <laughs> so, like it's completely normal to eat like a lot of meat to like have like all those animal products it's not mm. like they're being like super conscious with it um so yeah it was really difficult for them to accept it but um i watched documentaries with them as well and they were like okay wow so actually my mom is kind of vegan on too so, <laughs> so you re- did you rewatch these documentaries with them and yeah, like because yeah. and i think that's a that's that's what I did with my family too. Cause when I told my mom that I was going vegan, she was like, you're going to die. Like, literally, <laughs> like you're, you're going to like, she's like her and her husband were like, I've never seen a healthy vegan ever. Like they're looking at like a, people that are like, a, like just the extremes of like, they yeah, look emaciated yeah. and their skin is pale and they're not getting any of their nutrients. <laughs> and you like, you know, and like you have this like image of like a really sickly looking person. And they thought that that's what was going to happen to me. And then, I remember I watched Forks Over Knives with them. Um, that was one of the first documentaries I watched with them. And they were like, afterwards, they were like, so are we going to try this out now? Like, oh, <laughs> like really? yeah. No and and my, I mean, they do, they're not vegan, but they eat a lot more plants. Like they, they don't really. But that's all it takes to be honest. On, yeah. expect a vegan planet. And I'm no, exactly. Yeah. They eat a lot more plants. Like they don't really buy meat, but if they're out, they'll, yeah. If they, if they're out, they'll have meat. Like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, not yeah. Full, and honestly, like that, you can't, you can't really, if, all if most people just even just ate more plants and crowded yeah. out a lot of the animal yeah. products, that would make a huge difference as well. Exactly. Okay. So you went overnight. Was it Cowspiracy? Was that because that one came out first? Was that the one that was like the environmental reasons where you were like, okay, like I think for me it was both together. I first watched Cowspiracy and I was like, whoa, okay, that's actually crazy. And I was like, I'm not sure if I could sustain it like a hundred percent being vegan just for that reason, if that uh-huh. makes sense. And then I watched What the Health and I was like, okay, well. Wow. It okay. actually makes sense. To go so you watch Cowspiracy because what the health came out a couple years later, right? So how long have you been vegan for? Uh, yeah, it wasn't too long. It's uh, two years and a few months. So two, two years. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So yeah. you watched them both, and then because those are both by the same. Um, the, yeah. Zay, yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, and he I is. yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay. So then you watch What the Health. I know that documentary too woke up a lot of people. Yeah. And they were like, whoa, like, I had no idea, you know? And, and no, you don't know what you don't know, right? And yeah, I think exactly. that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. Okay, so then you went overnight. You were, I, I was an overnight vegan as well. Um, and I know that's not something that I would really recommend for everyone. I think mm-hmm. knowing, like, self-awareness is huge, right? And yeah. knowing what works for you is really, really important. And for me, I'm very like, when I make a decision, it's done. Like there's no, there's no other option. So that was the path that I took, but I know a lot of people that might not be a viable path. Like they're they're they need to grab, like they make the decision that they know the long term they Mm want to live this lifestyle, but they're eating all animals right now. So what would be (laughs) your biggest tips for people that want to start making this transition, but literally have no idea what to start? Like maybe they never bought a vegetable in their life and like you know what I mean like well because that's like a lot of people in America like they just don't eat vegetables so like what would be your and and they don't think that they even like vegetables they're like I'm I hear it all the time I'm a picky eater I thought the same yeah Yeah, so what would be your tips yeah what would be your biggest tips for someone that wants to make that transition like they know in their heart and soul that they want to make it but they just don't know where to start probably have your reason like what is your why why are you doing this and always like when you want to eat something that's not vegan or like animal based you're like okay why should I not eat this what is actually the reason behind it and Mm -hmm. if you actually bring this to your awareness like each time you're gonna be like okay I actually don't need this right now I'd rather like I don't know take 
the soy meat instead of the meat or whatever it is. And also being like adjusting it to your own lifestyle. So not everyone is the same, of course, and not everyone can do this overnight because you have, let's say, all those uh, food at home, which you don't want to go to waste, which makes absolute sense. So mm-hmm. just adjust it to yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself either. You don't have to label you- yourself as a vegan or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just do it however it fits your lifestyle. And I think having that grace as well is really important yeah. um, because there was times when I was like transitioning that I drank something that had dairy in it and I had no idea, right? Like yeah. they served you something you didn't know how dairy in the cream or not in the cream, but like in the sauce of something. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, like me and my boyfriend would make jokes. We're like, oh, we're not vegan anymore. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, like just like, and I think. But that know, happens. You then know, it that happens. happens. And, it ha- and like, there was times that we had something with like fish sauce in it and we didn't know, like, and yeah. you know, and like, we didn't beat ourselves up and be like, oh my gosh, like we're failures. We're just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like that's life you know and like life's not perfect it's not perfect and I think having that grace along your journey is really really important and not beating yourself up for not being perfect because my journey definitely is not like I made the decision overnight but it definitely has not been perfect Um, no mine neither no one's is no one is at all and so okay I love that and now let's talk I want to kind of transition into traveling as uh like as being vegan. So I know Mm -hmm. in certain areas, it's easier than others, right? There's some areas where it's really easy to be like Bali, I'm sure is probably very easy. So easy. Yeah. It's like so easy (laughs) to be vegan, but there's a lot of places where it's not easy to be vegan traveling. And I want to know your experience at traveling as a vegan. And because I hear a lot of people that travel a lot that say that they want to be vegan, but they use traveling as an excuse. And say, well, yeah, it's just yeah. too hard. And, and I met a lot of those people. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, and so I, and I, I think I'm a firm believer of like where there's a will, there's a way. Like if you really want to make something. 100%. Yeah. And, and yeah, like it's, there's some places or traveling does make it harder. No doubt. It mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Um, but I would love to hear your experience traveling as a vegan for the last two years. And what would be your biggest tips for someone that does want to live this lifestyle or is vegan and maybe has travel plans and they're, and you know, they're like, okay, like how am I going to maintain this lifestyle while I'm traveling? So it is for sure possible to do, to be vegan anywhere in the world because everywhere you get whole foods. So yes. worst case, you just go to the supermarket, you get your whole foods and you eat them. But like, I think a lot of people don't try enough. If they go to a restaurant, they don't see any vegan options. They're like, okay, this restaurant does not have anything vegan. But they forget that you can always like build your own or veganize your own meals because like people forget that like if this potato comes with cheese on top, oh, so I can't have this. But then just get rid of the cheese and you can still eat the potato. Potato, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people just like don't even try hard enough and they don't don't even ask. So what I what I actually did like 90% of all cases when I went out for food, which you do while traveling because you usually don't have a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even read the menu. I just ask people like, hey, do you have vegetables and tofu, whatever it is? Because in Asia, tofu is really, really um, common. Yeah. So you just ask for your meals. You just build them yourselves. And you just all. ask, do you have vegetables? Can <laughs> yes, I have vegetables exactly. without the butter? Like without the loaded butter? I have vegetables and tofu and rice and that's all I need. Yeah, so it's really, really easy as long as you really try and you want. And worst case, you can always travel with like some oats in your backpack or whatever. It's going to be what you like to eat. Some so, fresh fruit yeah. or something like exactly. banana, apples, stuff like that. And yeah, and I, I think the planning and also the asking like and I yeah. know for me, that was a big thing that I had to get over 
mm-hmm. for just my, mentally because I didn't want to be that person. That's like, yeah, I know. I you know no one wants to be that person. That's like, yeah. oh, you have to like modify all the food for me. And I think just yeah. getting over it, like getting over that and just, yeah. Realizing. Yeah. And my boyfriend personally, he's allergic to dairy. So he, we never, I stopped eating dairy when I started dating him before we went uh, vegan but mm-hmm. like sometimes worst case scenario, like I know I like I'm not advocating lying, but if like the restaurant's giving you crap about not eating something, you can always just resort, resort to the allergies. Um, yeah, exactly. Like if like yeah. worst case scenario, but like I think owning it and not be and and speaking up for yourself and saying yeah, yeah. Like, you have yeah. this, can you accommodate me? And nine times out of ten, the restaurants will. Like it's super sure. easy for them to they put something. They want your money, of course they will. Yeah, and they'll put something <laughs> together and they'll make it happen. Um, and yeah, and of course there's places that are. I honestly didn't even think about that because when I was in Paris, I don't know if you've been to Paris, not vegan friendly at all. I know. Like oh <laughs> my goodness, like just cheese, dairy, and butter. That like yeah. that bread, butter, meat, dairy. That's it. That's all they have. And I remember being so naive and this was like I was vegan for four years when I went there so so and I just thought that I was gonna be able to go find a restaurant but like see vegetables on the menu and then just order something and literally when I remember our first night that we were walking for an entire hour and I couldn't find any anything on the menu with any vegetables oh really like there are using happy cow oh so then we did yeah so that this was like the first night so we were, we thought that we were going to able to just like walk into a restaurant and find a place and okay. an hour later and like hangry, super hangry Tori later. Like, it was the worst. Like, I think, yeah, we went into a supermarket and just got like a fruit and vegetables. Like I was going to eat a stock of kale, just like a stock of egg. I was starving. Um, the typical vegan. <laughs> like, yeah, literally starving. I was like, I just wanted some greens in my, like, you know, like I just want some, because I was having like airport food and like nuts at this point. Point. you know it was oh, like yeah. a, like I wanted yeah. like fresh greens and their idea of a salad in Paris is like really sad bagged lettuce and like some cucumbers like <laughs> like and it's just like just the most pathetic salad I've ever like it's just ridiculous and it's so sad it's so sad it's so sad so yeah like there's gonna be places like that and, and areas in Europe where it's gonna be more difficult and happy cow is a great app I will link that in the show notes um yeah we used happy cow I went on TripAdvisor. I went on Yelp and I just, I like, I started planning ahead. And I think proper planning makes it a lot easier if you know yeah, where you're going. Like, obviously, in Bali, it's easier. You can just, when we were even in Barcelona, it was so easy. Like, yeah. I could just walk into a restaurant and they had vegetables. And I get vegetables and rice and beans and yeah. be good yeah. to go. But then there's going to be areas where you're just going to have to do a little bit of research and you're going to have to like plan out your meals. And it's not the end of the world. Um, and, I, and I think not being afraid to ask for customized things. Yeah, a, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Is a great tip. You um, can make it work anywhere. You can, you really can make it work. Yes. It's going to be more difficult, right? Like I, w- I wouldn't say that it was easy in Paris by any means. That was like my worst mm-hmm. experience, but we made it happen. You know, like we, we made it happen because not like eating meat and dairy just wasn't an option for us. No, yeah, it's not an yeah, option. Yeah. You just make yeah. it happen. Um, so I now that we're talking some more about like traveling and stuff like that, I want to hear um, just where you've been to. What has been the biggest lessons that you've learned through traveling, whether it's about yourself or about just the earth and 
you know, people, humanity, mm-hmm. culture, stuff like that. Like what have been like some of the most enlightening lessons that you've learned um, through your travels? I think one of the most experiences that I learned from traveling is just being by yourself and like having nothing and no one around you. I mean, you literally just have yourself in your backpack and then you have like a lot of strangers basically. Mm -hmm. And you have to make all your own decisions. You have to plan your days. You have to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that has been in the beginning, definitely so challenging because I'm not a good person to be by myself for too long, Mm -hmm. but I needed to, there was no one that could help me or be like, Hey, I'm going to travel with you together now, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just have to learn how to deal with yourself. And due to that, I started like working a lot on myself because I realized that sometimes I was not the person that I was wanting to be. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, during my travels, I was reading so, so many books and it helped me so much as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, honestly, just traveling is like the best teacher for life, I guess, because you're like escaping your comfort zone you're not being surrounded by your old environment by your friends and family you're the only thing you have is yourself and why the hell not working on yourself if you have the perfect opportunity to right and i think also being by yourself is like such a scary thing for people because sometimes Mm. i think people don't like themselves or they don't like the thoughts that come into their head when they're by themselves and when they're alone so they're constantly looking for things to stimulate themselves or distract themselves or numb themselves um so I'm a huge that's the fan. perfect opportunity yeah, to I'm, learn who you are. Exactly. And I'm a and I also think just becoming aware of who you are, but realizing that you don't have to stay there. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not stuck. Right? Like may, like, but it's just old patterns and old ways of thinking that have yeah. shaped your identity. Um, and so I would love to learn like what are some of your favorite books or the most eye-opening books that have like you would recommend we can link them in the show notes below um i'm a huge fan of personal growth and constantly working on ourselves and doing yeah yeah because you're with yourself for the rest of your life like that is that is the most guaranteed relationship like that is the only relationship (laughs) that you can count on is the one with yourself right and if you don't like the person that you're you're with right now that you're living with like in your body you need to you need to work on it so i want to know um what, what immersed your like what kind of sparked the idea of getting learning personal growth, learning more about yourself, becoming aware of that? I'd love to just hear your journey through through that. Like, what was the first book you read, or was there something that you were like someone recommended to you, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna start that. Yeah, I think I just started googling like about books that I can read that like would help me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure which one was the first, but I read like all the books of Eckhart Tolle, for example. And okay. one of my absolute favorite books is The Four Agreements. I know it's not by him, but mm-hmm. it's a really nice book because it's so easy to digest and easy to understand. Like for everyone who's not into that topic yet, this is like the perfect start. Cause like it will give you things that are kind of obvious, but still you will learn so much out of it. And um, just books like The Power of Now or mm-hmm. um yeah just like honestly if you google like just like personal growth books i I think there are like 20 just like 20 big books that everyone knows yeah and they're like the power now and the four agreements i hear all the time yeah i actually have the power have you read it i have not read it yet no i've not yeah and i and everyone has told me it's amazing and i definitely have like i have so many books on my list i'm such a i'm such a bookworm and it's funny because i feel like growing up I was a bookworm like fantasy mm-hmm. wise you know and then yeah. somewhere when you start working and going to going to school and you're only really reading textbooks and then you like you just like kind of like lose like reading books was like a chore 
for a long time yeah, until yeah. I started using it to work on myself. And it's something mm -hmm. that I look forward to. Like I look forward to things that are going to help me think differently and are going to yeah. help me grow. Okay. So the four agreements. I think the actually the first book I read was The Secret. The Secret. Okay. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> okay. The Secret. I ha I've read that book. For sure. I think everyone has at some point uh, of their life. Everyone's either read the book or watched the documentary. And the only thing that, the only problem that I have with like the secret, like I'm a huge believer in our thoughts create our realities, right? Like, and you can mm -hmm. manifest things, but I also don't think like you can manifest your dream life and then not do anything. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a huge misunderstanding. That's so a huge misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a, like, I think like, yes, like you have, it's like having like the right channel on the TV or on the radio station, like that's like where your thoughts come in, right? Yeah. But like, you have to know like what, you have to take the actions that follow that, yeah. right? You're not gonna like manifest your dream partner by like sitting in your room and watching Netflix, <laughs> you know? Like that's like, exactly. that's not gonna happen. Yeah, like, I yeah. Know. Yeah. And so I think the, the taking of the action is also really important, but a lot of people, you like if you take action but your thoughts aren't in that the right yeah. the right place like you're you're not going to really attract the right things that you want in your life yeah um, people think that universe is working for you but it's working with you so you have to give it something as well you i love like, that i'm manifesting this body right now and just sitting in my in my in my room and like eating those chips <laughs> the universe is <laughs> then working. you're showing the universe that you're not wanting it because it, you're not doing some anything for it right like you're not take you're not taking the effort at all okay the universe Versus yeah, working exactly. with you. I love, I love that. Not for, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's not the word universe isn't working for you. It's working with you. What yeah. an amazing quote. That's I'm quoting you on that one. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. So and now you're living in Bali, right? And I know that you had like this whole journey of finding your home in Bali, like the place that you're going <laughs> to stay at. Like that was a whole manifestation exercise, I'm sure in and of itself. God, yeah. So, so challenging I, I want to hear your journey of how you kind of like landed down your roots in Bali, or at least for now, what you're doing there right now, like how, how you're, you're funding it and stuff like that. And really, what are your plans for, for the future? So I'm a person, I don't know why, but I don't really like planning my future because mm -hmm. I just really, I'm like so, so present and like literally living day by day. Mm -hmm. um, but like, yeah, so I came to Bali about four months ago. Now it's crazy how fast the time went by. I swear it feels like just a week or two. It's insane. But um, yeah, I came to Bali without like having a proper plan. I was just the only thing that I really wanted settling down and having a home because I haven't had a home in like a lo long time because I never ever felt really home in Germany either. Mm -hmm. So the, my it was like one of my biggest life desires probably to have like my own home, like a place that I can call home. I can come back to every day and be like, oh yeah, this feels so and you're good. you're not like living out of a backpack. Like you can have your exactly, own routine, yeah. your own things. I think we are creatures that have, like traveling is a beautiful thing, but- habits yeah. really are important yeah. I think to just our mental health our, our productivity as well and just yeah just everyday life you know um yeah okay so we're when you before you came back to Bali were you like working and saving up to move back to Bali no so I, um, I started working online ever since I got back to Europe from my travels for my 11 months and yeah so ever since I was working online I had enough money to like travel and also work at the same time so that was so you do everything business. online right you're like a digital yeah, yeah, yeah. so what what yeah. what does that work look like for you for someone that wants to maybe work online like how did you so get what in I, that space yeah uh I would say basically it was free contacts. I mean, <laughs> cliche, <Yeah. laughs> but there was like, I, I was really, really lucky. 
and I think and I was following my passions for like a really long time and people saying that like if they want to work online they're just going to find something that brings them money in and they're just going to do this but this is not going to be sustainable in the long run at all you have to like find your passion and it's going to take some time and you got to invest in that time as well and you also have to know that you're probably not going to earn money for the first couple of months or maybe even years mm -hmm. and that's absolutely normal you can't expect like to just put, put something out there online and be like okay now i'm gonna be a digital nomad and i'm gonna have six figures if i make a cow yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> this I, might I, work for some people but not for most of them not for so, most so how yeah, did you build up to be able to live off of like you do like content creation for people um yeah. and stuff like that like digital marketing for for, for other brands and, and partners and stuff like that? So I do social media management and content creation mainly for my income. Yeah. Okay. And you just, and, and did you build like those networks and those relationships with other people to be able to get those jobs and get those clients? Yeah, exactly. So I was really lucky that the company I was working for as an ambassador, they also were looking for people working behind the brand. And because I knew that like I was aligning with all their values and everything that they knew was the perfect opportunity. Um, but I know that this is not the case for like everyone. It's not what you should count on. You should create like your own things or whatever you want to work on in the future. Mm -hmm. yeah, because I also think sometimes as quickly as you can get a client or a brand to work with, you could lose them as well. Right. Yeah, and true. so it's not, and I, I was actually talking to someone else that does that. She does, um, creates content and does digital yeah. like marketing and stuff like that for other brands. And she was saying, you know, it's not all like as quickly, you can get a client super quick, but then you can also lose them because some of them are in yeah. the startup stages or it's not in their oh, budget yeah. anymore. Um, and so I think the more that you can one just have different avenues of income that you're bringing mm -hmm. in yeah also yeah don't rely on just one source. one source yeah. yeah like have different avenues of income and so what really sparked but i mean you're pretty much like a freelance like entrepreneur essentially like you're doing you're making your Kinda, own you money. can call me like that <laughs> yeah like you're like you're making your own money you're bringing in your own money right like you're yeah, you're, yeah. you're 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 out there you're creating work it's not like you're trading your time for money right yeah um, no, not at all anymore <laughs> yeah and you have but you had to have that patience right and i think that's a big yeah. tip is that a lot of people when they start a new venture if they don't see immediate results they're like well this isn't for me this i'm i might not be cut out for this or maybe yeah. this isn't the right path and they immediately just start to think that it's not for them that they yeah. don't have what it takes or that you know maybe they're not good enough and I would love to just kind of hear your journey because I feel like when you're bringing in your own income and you're essentially your own, your own entrepreneur, like you're relying on yourself, you really shine light on all of those thought patterns about yourself. Like all of those beliefs, like it really is a personal growth journey. I think when you're, when Absolutely. you're it's like the biggest yeah. personal growth journey. And I think that's why a lot of people quit is because like growing is hard and it's uncomfortable and it's scary as hell. So I would love yeah. to hear kind of like your biggest lessons that you've learned through your journey of bringing in your own income and making your own life, you know, like online. I think one of my biggest tips is not to attract money. Um, just to see money as a tool, because I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, I want to have those $10,000. And yeah, just because I want to have them. But then I'm like, what do you need them for? What do you want to have them for? And they it's don't energy. know what they don't have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is like the 
completely wrong way to think about money. Money should be seen as a tool. So rather than being like, okay, I want to have those $10,000, I want to be able to do this and that with the $10,000 and attracting the thoughts that are behind the money and not the money itself. Mm-hmm. And money comes and goes, you know, like it's not something that should be it's there just like all an the time in your life. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. an energy exchange. I think it's a great because it can provide opportunities, right? And you can, Absolutely, you can yeah. make a bigger yeah. impact when you have yeah. when you're not like in the scarcity mindset. Um, and I think also looking at it as like, how can I provide more value? How can I provide yeah. more value? Because that was my biggest thing, exactly. Because yeah. when you're providing more value and more value and more value, you get like it, the money will find. Like obviously, I think having some you know business plans and stuff like that is important, but when you're just focusing on the money and you're not focusing on what you're putting out there and like mm-hmm. your work and your creation and adding value and, yeah. and, and helping people and making that impact, it's, you're not necessarily, it's not coming from a good place. And I really think money yeah. is an energy exchange. It is yeah. like, for, for value. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you use it as a tool, right? Mm-hmm. You use it, it's like, it doesn't define you, but you use that as a tool to fund your dreams, to make a bigger impact, to grow more and, yeah. and also to bring more value to the world. Right. Exactly. Uh, so you have to be okay with like giving, giving, giving without receiving in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And universe init- at some point will definitely give back to you because it will see, Hey, you're giving so much. You deserve to receive it yeah. back as well. Yeah. And I, and I think that pa- the patience behind yeah. that and having that belief that if you are continuously putting out value and giving, giving, yeah. giving, yeah. it will find its way, to, maybe not in the way that you imagined or planned either, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's also a thing is like being open to receiving it in different ways that you didn't expect necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but having that patience, I know a lot of people don't have the patience, right? They, yeah. Want, yeah. Like they want the results or they want something like yesterday. You know, and so I think having that patience is such an important thing and realizing that you're just going to have to constantly work on yourself. Yeah. Um, But also enjoy what you're doing there for money, you know, because I didn't mind that it took me like kind of a long time because I was really enjoying and loving what I was doing. And I was like, okay, so even if I will never ever make money from like content creation, whatever it is, what I'm making or photography, it's okay because I still want to keep on doing this because it's just one of my passions. And yeah. it doesn't matter if I make money of it or not. And I mean, of course, it would be amazing and it happened. But um, yeah, just having the thought behind it that maybe it's not going to happen and just following the passion no matter what. Yeah. And if you're loving what you're doing and, you know, and there's, I'm sure there's things that you don't necessarily love about like oh, certain, yeah. you know, like there's, but like, I think when you love the big vision of what you're doing, yeah, you know, exactly. like there's the, going to yeah. be, and, and I think that's like a big thing that I really want to like clarify for people because there's going to be tasks in anything that you do, whether you're passionate about it or not, that aren't your favorite tasks, you know, or aren't your favorite things to do. And you got to find that joy in the mundane and find the joy in in that bigger vision and the bigger passion. Um, Yeah. And just, and kind of like, just realize that there's going to be things that aren't going to be your favorite that you're in anything that you do. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and it's, and, and that's okay. And it's that, that's normal. It doesn't mean you're crazy and doesn't mean (laughs) you're on the wrong path either. Um, Okay. I would also, so we're actually, oh my gosh, it's almost been an hour. I can't believe this. It's like, I, I could like, like continue talking for such a long time. I you. know. So nice. I feel like I could talk to you forever. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I, I feel like I have so many questions and so many things that I still want to like talk to you about. Uh, but we're, for the sake of time, we're going to have to wrap up this show. Um, is there any closing thoughts or anything that you want to leave? Like maybe someone's listening to this podcast and they 
they're really feeling lost in themselves, like just unsure of themselves, unsure of what they want to do. Like, is there any piece of advice that you can give someone um, that's maybe in that spot where they don't necessarily know what they want to do with their lives? Um, Mm -hmm. They might be where you were a few years ago, like in their corporate job, just doing the mundane thing every single day and feeling kind of lost. What tip or what advice would you give someone that's in that situation right now? Oh, no, you froze. Okay, we're okay. back, I think. Yes. Okay, yes. perfect. Um, <laughs> I definitely do have a tip for everyone, I think, because it's applicable for everyone in every stage of life. Go out and try. There is no one-way route in any situation of life. So you can always go back to where you were before, to where you started. And mm-hmm. you can never, like, you don't fail. Everything that you do is, like, a, a feedback, a lesson, that something that you can learn from. It's never, like, oh, you failed, so you you like, something bad right now. You always learn and grow. And doesn't matter if it's negative feedback or positive feedback, you can always go out and try and change your roots, change your plans. And that's what life is about, right? Yeah, I love that. And it's so true. Like, just try, you know, because yeah. like everything's learning. Everything's a learning experience. And I think that fear of failure, it stops a lot of people from even yeah, trying. Yeah. And I think that is failure. Like, I think like the letting yeah, those exactly. fears yeah, not yeah. keep you from even trying to see what your potential is and like what you can create yeah. in this life. Like you get one life. So I love that tip. Um, that was extremely helpful. Thank you so much for such incredible. I, I can't believe the time flew by. I'm seriously. I know. I'm Thank you so much for having <laughs> I'm me. I'm seriously shocked awesome. right now. So if people fell in love with you <laughs> as much as I, I have, um, where can they find you on your social media? Is like, where, where can they find you? I'll link everything below, but just so if people want to go follow you, where can they find you? So it's always just my name, Violetta Tushnio. Um, I'm on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok as well. Okay. Amazing. I will link all of that in the show notes for everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for just a fire call. Honestly, this was amazing. (laughs) Everyone's going to love it. Yeah. And thank you everyone for for listening. Go follow Violetta. You're going to love her as much as I do. And until next time. Bye guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit tornishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.